Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Bill Coleman, here with head basketball coach David Rubivo. Thank you so much for joining us today, Coach. Thanks for having me. So let's just jump right into it. My first question for you is, you know, the team took its first loss uh, versus Columbus in a very close game as a one-point loss. And that's obviously unusual for a team as good as we are this year. And so could you just tell me a little bit how, how did the team handle that loss and what lessons can you take away from that game? Yeah, um, you know, first of all, Columbus is a really, really good team. Um, uh, got a guy, a couple guys and some, some really, really good players. So for us, um, that was a great game and a great bar uh, kind of set to where we could be and what we thought we could be. Um, the team handled it like they should. They were incredibly disappointed. Um, they knew we could have done some things better, uh, situational things, um, you know, it, leading up to the, the violation call that shouldn't have been called. Um, you know, there was a opportunity to, to take a shot, but with the shot clock, time score possession, potentially get free throws. Um, there was a missed box out on a, on a situational play. So, uh, just some little things that, that we knew we could do a better job of, but prior to that missed free throw box out that led to a three point turnaround, uh, for us, for that, for them. And, and just some little things that we normally do and execute a little bit better, um, on top of not having our best shooting game. Um, so for us to do what we did, uh, we were very, very, um, happy, but obviously disappointed in the result. Yeah, for sure. And I know you mentioned earlier that Columbus is obviously an amazing basketball team, and that's uh, you know undoubtedly true. And you know, my buddy Jake Lancer and I often talked about how that was probably the you know toughest opponent that you guys would see all year. And so that kind of leads me into my next question: is you know, when you look at these, you know, the tough schedule that you guys play to pre you know pre league before mm-hmm. you get into the league play, how do you feel that that those games like that one versus Columbus prepare you as you go into league play? It's huge. It's critical. Uh, quality games are, are so important. It's where you find out what your strengths and weaknesses are and, and kind of really what you're made out of because you're going to get tested. You're going to get pushed. Uh, you're going to be put in situations and how you handle those situations, how you respond um, typically is indicative of the type of team you can be or the things you need to improve on before league play. So um, it's vital. Um, it's getting harder and harder. Um, the traditional uh, preseason tournaments have kind of gone away. Um, teams are going to more showcase style events and where you can kind of pick matchups and, uh, teams can, uh, be more selective about who they want to play. Uh, unfortunately it doesn't always lead to quality games. Um, so, so when you can get quality games, I think it's critical to your team's, uh, standing progress and development. Awesome. Awesome. And that segues the way into this, um, you know, obviously this basketball league is arguably the best in the country. It's an extremely deep league with a lot of good teams. You guys came in and just, you know, really took hold of uh, Alemany in that first game, won that game big. Now we got Crespi coming up soon. And Crespi's a better team. They've improved some. They've got some good players. Might not be near the top of the league, but it's going to be another test along the way. What keys are you guys going to be focusing on moving forward? You know, obviously have an amazing record right now, despite the loss, still very stellar going into league. You know, what are going to be the keys going into league play to make sure you finish the season strong? You know, for us, um, it starts on the defensive end. Um, our, our defensive energy, intensity, purpose, intent um, all have to be aligned. Uh, when we're doing those things and we're all um, playing on a string together defensively, we're really, really good and we feel like, hey, we're, we're really tough to score on and going to be tough to beat. So um, that's where it starts for us um, and, and really where it finishes. In between, um, offensively, you know, we've, we've got an incredibly talented team with depth, 
length, size, and versatility. Um, so with that, you, you just got to trust your teammates and we got to continue to play great basketball, which is something we've harped on uh, to this point. You know, we're assisting on about 56% of our made field goals, um, which is great. We'd love to get that to 60, 62%, 63% um, as we progress on here. And, and, and it should be that case as teams scout us and do their prep work. Like you said, it's a phenomenal league with phenomenal coaches uh, who are going to do everything they can to try and slow us down and, uh, and, and take away the, our strengths and, and attack our weaknesses. Definitely. Now, you know, narrowing in a little bit more specifically on Crespi, is there any key specifically to Crespi that you think is going to be important for you guys to exploit to win that game? Yeah, you know, they're they're a young team, but they're versatile. Um, they shoot the ball at almost all positions, and uh, they're fearless. You know, they play extremely hard. So for us, we have to eliminate uh, transition buckets and transition opportunities. We got to do a great job getting back in transition defense um, and making sure that we can kind of keep them in front of us. That That's priority number one. And then from there, it's the usuals. Um, you know, Joe Sterling's a really good player for them, so we want to make sure that we we make his touches difficult and make sure we're, st- we're he's seeing bodies in front of him. Uh, Peyton White, we want to re- do a really good job of keeping him off the glass and making sure we stay in front of him and stay down on shot fakes. And then the rest of their players, the Barnes twins, um, the a um, couple other young guys that they have on their team who, who are pretty good, and including uh, Drew Fisher, who's uh, just recently – uh, eligible, um, another guy who's a really good athlete, capable shooter, finisher, high energy guy. We got, we have to just do a great job of containing those guys and, and not letting them get too comfortable on their home court. Yeah, definitely. Now, when you look at this Wolverines team, there's definitely a lot of stars at the top, big names like Trent Perry, Nick Kamenia. Those guys are obviously you know really, really good at what they do, and they're going to play at big schools later on. Um, but what are some other, you know, maybe younger guys that you kind of expect that make this team so deep that you expect to kind of step up later on in league play? Well, you know, a guy that that um, does a lot for us and, and doesn't get a lot of records, Christian Ori, um, you know, and, and his his ability to guard multiple positions, make open shots, quality decision maker and elite defender um, is just a huge asset um, and, and a major, major component of our team. Uh, Dominic Bentho obviously is continuing to improve. Um, you know, the consistency of the everyday grind is something that he is learning and, and continuing to get better at um, with the responsibility of being dependent on. Um, that is a learned skill. It's not uh, – it's easy to sit in the stands and say, oh, well, he should be doing more and he should – you know, but nobody knows what he's going through, both from the classroom and transitioning to the court as a young uh, teenager trying to play against men, so to speak. So – um, seeing that progression has been really nice. Amir Jones um, has really stepped up, um, an elite defender, great athlete, shooting the ball incredibly well, and starting to get more and more comfortable as the games go on. Um, Isaiah Carroll obviously has had some big games for us, and he's somebody we depend on, along with Baron Linekins, who's continuing kind of in the same realm of Dom with a little less experience because Dom was on varsity last year, so he has a leg up in, in the understanding the importance of execution, the importance of, of discipline and doing the little things and kind of doing your job. Um, and Barron's learning those things. Um, and then you can kind of turn to our seniors who have been huge for us in big moments. You know, Nicola Kelscher-Stork is a guy who's a big shot maker and uh, somebody who, who can provide a lot of energy um, and, and impact the game. And Josh Engelberg, who is just uh, a really good defender and as steady as they come offensively, he's going to make the right play 10 out of 10 times and, and do the right thing and, and just play incredibly hard. And 
um, all that to me is is a, a great team in the making, and and it's why we're where we are because of all those guys as well. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, I do also think that it's interesting because you mentioned a lot of these younger players, and that kind of leads me into the question that you know when me and Jake have been talking about this league, we've analyzed a lot of the teams that they get a lot of transfers, they have a lot of transfer students, and obviously. You know, our Harvard-Westlake program historically has not been very heavy on transfers. In fact, don't have any this year. And so how do you feel that – because my hunch is that that probably would increase team chemistry and stuff like that, you know, building guys up from the younger guys through the program until they get their turn on varsity later. Do you agree with that? How do you feel that that would affect the team? It's our general philosophy. Um, You know, when I came from college, uh, my number one priority was program development and player development. I just felt like if we did those things, if we had a system in place as a program for all of our players to grow, get better, and and uh, and and get outside of their comfort zone, so to speak, and, and find that place um, that we would see individuals continue to grow and get better. And I think as time goes on, when you get better with what you have, people start to take notice and maybe a better caliber athlete or a better player wants to come at that point. Um, and I believe that's kind of where we've been at. Um, we've been approached you know, I, um, about this, this specific topic. And it's mm-hmm. not like, uh, we're, sh- you know, we're, 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 you know, it's just how we're built, so to speak. Um, you know, I'm sure people want to transfer, but it's just not uh, a priority for us. Um, we don't feel like to be, pr- uh, to be, uh, competitive that we have to go that route or do that. We feel like we can develop the guys that we have. I'm not saying people won't transfer in or transfer out or whatever, but um, we are very comfortable with our program development and our ability to develop individuals um, that we feel like the proof is in the pudding. You know, every kid that's on our team um, started in seventh or ninth grade, and uh, it's really cool. Yeah, definitely, and then there's no doubt about the, you know, um, that that's worked so far that obviously had a lot of success for you guys and you know that leads me into the next question because last year obviously winning the state championship that was big for you guys and now coming into this year expectations are sky high there's a lot of energy around this program around campus so kind of reflecting at the midpoint around of the season now would you say that the um, the support and energy from the student body has been good enough or do you think that they, you know some more needs to be done from students to come out and support the team at games I would say that Harvard Westlake as a whole has an incredible group of young men and athletes in their basketball program and that they are missing the opportunity to support some great kids and a great team. And I think that support could grow exponentially Um, and not just the games that people want to see, but all the games, because this is a special group that deserves their support. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, I've always agreed with that. That's been something that I've been, uh, you know, kind of harping on the last yeah. few years, but uh, it's definitely um, definitely important. Hopefully we can increase that turnout, you know, down the line for the next few big league games. It, it would be great. And, and you know, the, the, the whole thing for me, um, it's not just about boys basketball. It's our, our, our student body and community supporting people who dedicate so much time to something to represent them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, purpose beyond ourselves, right? And, and, our program feels that, along with, I'm sure, girls' soccer, girls' basketball, and, and so on, water polo, hoop football, um, and the list goes on and on, their their purpose is to serve Harvard-Westlake. Um, and the idea that, you know, chasing support is is necessary, um, I, I wish that would change, and I, I wish that we would, uh, as a whole, 
give more support and support everybody because I think uh, there's a, 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 a uniqueness to that. There's a community opportunity there and, and uh, fun. I mean, it's just fun sometimes to be in the stands going oh, rowdy yeah. and, or the bleacher <laughs> or whatever. Um, so just come have a good time and, and take your mind off school, college, whatever, um, and enjoy enjoy others competing and working to represent not just our school, but you as a part of our community and school. So I, I, that would be my messaging. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's really well said. That's all I have for you today, Coach. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Coach's Corner. I'm Bill Coleman with head basketball coach David Rubiba. Thank you guys, and we'll see you on the next one.